Welcome to episode 5 of the Kantan GamerCast. On this week's show, Super Nintendo World is forced to close temporarily, a single Pokemon card sells for a staggering price, and Japan's greatest retro game store goes international. All this and more, coming up. Okay, so we're back. How are you doing today, Ryan? Hey, I'm doing great. How's it going over there? Yeah, it's good. Good, as always. Just busy, busy week. But uh, I'm excited to talk about some games. Um, before we get into anything today, I wanted to dive into some kind of little mini stories that are not quite news, but I thought they were um, noteworthy all the same. So um, today is actually the 27th of April. And do you know what that means, Ryan? What's uh, what's that? <laughs> it's the 21st birthday of the greatest game of all time. I'm, of course, talking oh, wow. about Majora's Mask, The Legend of Zelda. Hey. <laughs> nice, nice. That's yeah. a great one, man. So, um, classic. Yeah, I mean, it's just absolute banger of a game. Um, whether it's the best Zelda is obviously heavily debated in the in the in the fandom but uh, yeah i'm a big fan you know obviously it's, it's my favorite game hence the purple you know anything purple i'm just all about that so that's like the main <laughs> yeah. color of the game um but you know there was a there was an article here on um for me too that kind of just reminded me it's not like i have its birthday in my calendar or something like that <laughs> but uh you know it's just like you know kyoa nano hi what what is today and uh yeah it was it was a cool little read um they were mainly talking about how um, here it says like Ichinende Zelda or so like basically someone telling the studio or like the the developers like you have to make Zelda in like a year you just like make it <laughs> get it done <laughs> and I think that was oh, like yeah yeah that was I heard yeah 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 so it came out like yeah like basically a year after Ocarina of Time. And that's one of the reasons that, like, it has so many of the same assets in the game. Is like, you know, all the character models are the same. Um, there's a lot of same sound effects and stuff because they had to find ways to, like, cut corners and, you know, they only had a year. So, <laughs> um, but, you know, it turned out for me, like, I, I loved it. I thought it, it worked really well. And the reason, they say that the reason they added the kind of the time mechanic was that kind of limited the 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 size that the game needed to be i i heard this was originally going to be the uh the uda zelda like the uh the yeah di yeah disc drive expansion mm. like with the parallel world kind of thing yeah yeah um, but then uh since that wasn't selling well they decided to just change the project to be a uh yeah yeah a title on its own yeah i heard um, the same thing that's kind of crazy well, isn't it that's maybe even more impressive because like they had a year to make it and also it was already another project so they had to like change what it was as well <laughs> yeah yeah and uh, it's so it turned out great like it's one of my favorites too yeah um, yeah so and i feel like they just weren't afraid to uh explore like um uh, parts of zelda that are completely um what do you say abnormal <laughs> you know just yeah, like not, yeah. Not the standard Zelda fare, right? It was dark, man. Yeah. I mean, we talked about this um, last week, right? Um, with uh, Imamura-san, the art director for the game. And yeah, I mean, I don't know. As art director, I'm sure he had a lot of input, but he's not the director or the producer of the game. So he may not have decided the overall like style, to, you know, from the get-go. But 
coming from Ocarina of Time, which I think was actually quite dark as well, especially like you remember when like you go to the uh, the uh, Temple of Time after you get the three pendants, and oh, you, yeah. you pull the Master Sword out right, and then you come out. The whole game at that point has been like really like jolly little kid running around the forest and you come out and there's like fucking zombies everywhere and the sky is like on fire and it's like oh my god <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I love the darkness in the older zeldas i felt like uh it helped balance with like that that childlike nature mm. of, you know how they start out yeah um, the the recent zelda games like kind of uh they allude to dark stuff but they don't like actually get dark you know not yeah like, yeah uh, not like the old ones i mean I twilight mean princess sure, yeah. Twilight Princess is kind of dark. It's visually uh, dark, but not thematically, right? The yeah. story, the story's not that dark. It's just like Princess gets captured by a other realm demon. It's just like fine. You know, like I like the game. Don't get me wrong, but it's not. It's only like the colors are dark. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah. But this one was like fuck, man. Like <laughs> when you really think about it, I forgot the name of it. But there's a really good like YouTube like documentary about how like deep the like world of Ocarina of Time actually is. I, I think I've seen that one. Yeah. Uh, it, it's like about 30 minutes long and like they go I, into like the history of yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Actually, I think you recommended it to me even. Oh, is that right? It, possibly, yeah. yeah. I don't remember, but pretty crazy anyway. So uh, yeah, 21st birthday to Majora's Mask. And uh, if anything, that just makes me feel incredibly old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and the other bit of news today, which is uh, even smaller really, is... Um, a game that's been out for three years already and seemingly abandoned by Nintendo just received a massive update. I'm talking about uh, Super Mario Party on the Switch, which uh, oh yeah, yeah, came out in. I think it was like the first game I bought in Japanese. Like it came out just after I moved to Japan. Oh really? About uh, three years ago, and yeah, at the time it didn't have any online mode, and basically that's what they've done with this update. They've added uh, online play, which yeah. It- well, it needs, it kind of needs the bit, four players, I think. Uh, <laughs> Seems a bit random, the, yeah, but. I actually just played that game this week. Oh, really? Uh, no, nice. Which which is kind of funny that uh, it got an update and I just randomly uh, played it. Uh, played it with my girlfriend and um, not going to lie, it was, it was not as fun as I, uh, <laughs> as I remembered it being. <laughs> uh, like the, um, if you have just two people, a lot of the time is spent like watching the CPUs run around yeah yeah um and then a a lot of the mini games were just so basic it in you know Mm. like uh motion control games and stuff like that i mean i i liked it uh when it came out i was really into it um but uh there's also only uh, i think like four maps or five maps in there yeah that's the thing like when i first played it i liked the the graphics you know the classic nintendo just like lovely graphics I like the oh, gameplay yeah, overall. I've played a lot of the previous Mario parties, so like I've seen all the different like gimmicks and iterations, and this seemed just like a more like straight up Mario Party experience, which I was more down for. Yeah, I but, I thought it was a big improvement from the previous ones. Like I I think it was Mario Party Ten, maybe mm. was that on the Wii U? Is that um, when you you'll get in the same little car and you go yeah, around? Yeah, I I was excited for that when it came out, and I bought it. And uh, it was awful, man. Yeah, that was not I, good. I was, was ang- I was angry. I felt like they had they had robbed me of my money. Yeah, I don't blame uh, you, man. Yeah, because I I got it like when it came out launch day. It was like a full price game. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Just hanging out with all my roommates at the time, <laughs> and we we were gonna like have a little little party, you know, and and try the game for the first time. 
Yeah, yeah, and we, yeah. You know, we started it up and we had all our beers and stuff ready, ready to have a, a big Mario Party battle. And then it just sucked. <laughs> <laughs> it was awful. We were all very disappointed. Yeah, that's uh, pretty. Uh, that's pretty sad. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think. I hope none of our viewers uh, like that game. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, I doubt they do. I mean, it, anyone that's into the Mario Party series, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's quite unanimous that that was one of the worst entries in the series. Um, but, but, uh, but yeah, anyway, um, yeah, there, there's been an update um, for Super Mario Party, which is I think is a pretty good game. Um, but I think the reason you didn't enjoy it, Ryan, is that you need to play with four people. Online, because, right? <laughs> online, yeah, yeah. But AI on this game, or any game like this, it's just like not fun, right? Because they, they just cheat. They just know what number oh, yeah. they need to roll, and it's just always <laughs> bullshit. So, <laughs> yeah, play playing with four a people. board game uh, with a computer, you know. <laughs> yeah, no, no good. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, what uh, else have you been playing this week, anyway? So, uh, a couple games I've been working on. Well, as always, I'm still working on Nier, which I, I still mm. recommend a lot. I'm on Act 3 now. Yeah. So, uh, we, we don't have to go into that. We talked about it for three weeks. But, <laughs> sure, uh, sure. But I'm still working on it, and it's great. Uh, that's Nier Automata. And uh, I, I bought a game called Mini Metro. Oh, uh, I love that game. Yeah, nice. Yeah, man. I Well, I've had it for years, and um, I had it on my Switch. Mm. I think I got it on an iPad, and it's on uh, my phone now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, you just build like a, a city metro. It looks like a metro map, and it's a touchscreen game, so you just like build the lines. Yeah, and, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it gets more crowded, and you, it's a game about uh, efficiency. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, it's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's been my uh, time killer on the train, um, and it's addictive. Like once I get started, like I'm in it. Like I, I'll play it for forty five minutes. You know, just totally invested in my uh, my train line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so yeah, n not a Japanese game, but uh, I do recommend that one. Yeah, let's see. In uh, one other game, um, a buddy of mine, I, uh, he's really into Apex Legends. And, uh, oh yeah, okay. I, I've never tried it, or I didn't really know anything about it. But he said it's actually getting pretty huge in Japan. Like it's really popular. Yeah, I uh, keep seeing adverts for it everywhere. Yeah, what? so um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. I I downloaded it just yesterday actually, and mm -hmm. played a few rounds, and um, yeah, I enjoyed it. And um, I've been wanting to like uh, start playing online multiplayer games with like um. Where I can practice my Japanese, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's squad based. So you get like a team of three. Sure, sure. And then like the three of you guys like jump in the map and you got to like survive to the end, you know? Yeah, yeah. So, yep. uh, yeah, so I'm hoping I can uh, make some friends on there and, and practice my Japanese. Sure, sure. Cool, but, uh, nice, yeah. Yeah, you, you should jump in if you're interested. Actually, you know? I did. Uh, were you playing on the Switch or PC? I'm. I've been playing on PC actually. Yeah, I was gonna say that's uh, probably the best choice, isn't it? But I just, I just downloaded it on the the Switch out of curiosity. Um, it ran like shit, so I just deleted it automatically. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I'll definitely play it on PC. Like, um, if I do play it, yeah. But I was just curious because I was to. like, you know, I know it's such a popular game, and I actually played Fortnite quite a lot on Switch. Um, maybe like that was about about three years ago as well. Um, but there were there weren't many games on Switch back in the day so um fortnite was like free to play so i kind of got into that and it ran pretty smooth because it looked a lot more basic but the graphics on this are a lot higher fidelity right yeah um, on my on my pc it looks really nice yeah um, 
But this, so, uh, yeah. this video I'm streaming here is like the Switch version. You can see it just looks a bit, a bit blurry. <laughs> well, it's the map is really large too, so you want to be able to like see enemies off in the distance. That's it. Yeah, you know? yeah. So I can't imagine playing it on a Switch. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I'll be down for some uh, yeah PC Master Race action. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, how about you? Have you been uh, gaming this week? Uh, not much, actually. I've been a pretty bad gamer this week. I've tried. Um, I finally got the platinum on God of War. That was good. Um, oh, yeah, you I've mentioned. Been, I've been working on that for a few weeks, um, maybe a month or something. But uh, there was like a bunch of like combat challenges just at the end that I had to do, and they were quite tricky. So uh, I got through those, got the platinum. So I've now got seven platinums on my PlayStation, which I'm pretty pretty hyped about <laughs> oh nice okay so our main story for the week is the uh temporary closure of uh you know universal <laughs> universal studios japan uh and subsequently the temporary closure of super nintendo world um so we can see this announcement here on the 23rd of april a few days ago um but basically saying yeah because of the uh the current pandemic situation in Osaka, which is probably one of the worst cities in the country at the moment. They've had to, yeah, close the park. <laughs> oh, damn. Mm. It's, uh, yeah, I've, I've heard this uh, all over the Japanese news, not not just the uh, game gamer websites, but like, you know, just on the normal news. Yeah, it's yeah. It's kind of the, uh, the epicenter in Japan. Mm. Epi is epicenter the right word? The... Uh, the center of it uh, uh if that yeah at the time that's the most um kind of a infectious area you could say at the epicenter yeah <laughs> oh yeah well it's yeah so it's uh a lot of people i think have been blaming uh like this uh park opening as part of the reason why the the virus is spreading yeah and uh, um, i would probably agree with that um i mean I can't blame anyone. Like I actually went on the day it opened, so <laughs> yeah. I'm part of the the problem. However, yeah. however, I don't have a coronavirus. Never did have a coronavirus, so I definitely I wasn't anyone that took it there and spread it to other people. That's just a fact. So just cl clear that up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. However, yeah. Right, I will say that when I was there, it was very busy. Um, they actually reduced the number of people that could go into the park because of the restrictions, right? So yeah. You know, it felt like pretty free to walk around. I was never felt like I was too close to people, which was good. Everyone was wearing masks. There were like, you know, like um, hand sanitizer things like everywhere. Um, but to get to Super Nintendo World, you have to walk quite far into USJ. It's like kind of at the back of the uh, the park. So you end up walking through most of the park. And when I was going through, I, I was thinking like, man, this still seems like a lot of people, even though it's like a reduced number. Uh, it still felt pretty crowded. Yeah, so like, I, I was talking to like a Japanese friend the other day, and he said like, yeah, like there's no like way to confirm it, but he had a very high suspicion that that was the reason that Osaka was currently so so high in numbers. Um, wow, it's uh, yeah, that's too bad. It's uh, because I know they've been working on that park for a long time, right? Been, oh, like, absolutely, yeah. It's uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a real shame, yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm sad to hear that it's it's closing, but it it'll be opening back up um after the uh, numbers are down, right? Uh um, yeah, absolutely, yeah. So um I think they they say here from February 29th through to June 7th last year, 
to support the prevention of COVID-19 spread. Since then, we have participated in organising and updating the novel coronavirus spread prevention guidelines for theme parks and amusement parks. Fucking hell, that's a long title. Together with various corporations and relative organisations. Um, so yeah, from 8, June 8th, last 2020, uh, last year, they reopened, kind of semi-reopened the park. Yeah, so when they reopened on June 8th, uh, they released this uh, video on uh, YouTube, which I thought was quite funny. <laughs> What's that? Let's social distance? Yeah, yeah. So she's wearing this motion capture suit. Mina-san, Jimmy, okay? Yeah. And I guess these are like the performers from the uh, the park. You know, the, the kind of people that dance in the costumes and stuff. But Oh, okay. I thought it was pretty cool, actually, because like, they're doing it at home, but I don't know what software they're using, but it's pretty cool, right? Like, cause it, like they're able to like capture the, the dance sequence like in their house just with that suit. I thought it was kind of cool. <laughs> oh, yeah, that is cool. Wait, yeah, wait, yeah. So, they, so they performed it in their house, and then like they were able to use those performances in this... Uh... That's what it looks like, yeah. So this video is actually from the entrance of Universal Studio, yeah. Um. They they did a bunch of videos like this actually not not all with these suits but some of them like this woman walking around the park and just saying like you know like try not to scream on roller coasters and stuff it was really funny <laughs> oh yeah so like so they did make like a strong effort to prevent they they, the they did yeah yeah spreading. and I would say yeah. that like the whole time I was there I never felt unsafe no more than I would in Tokyo when I was walking around outside so yeah. Yeah. So it is un it's unfortunate about the virus numbers uh spreading so much. Yeah, uh, yeah. Over over in Osaka. Mm. Um Yeah, so I'm sure once, you know, everything levels out and Japan stops uh, you know, dilly dallying with the virus uh, the vaccine rollout, sorry, it's taking absolutely forever to get done. Um I'm sure it'll reopen sooner rather than later and everyone will be back to having fun. Uh, in Nintendo World. But um, what do we have on the agenda for our next story, Ryan? Yeah, so in um, some other Nintendo-related news, mm. um, a uh, signed Pokemon card has sold for $250,000. Not yen. Dollars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, as it lists in the article, uh, this is this article features the... Um, is he's the CEO and president CEO of Pokemon? Yes. Mm. Uh, so th this is his face on the card, yeah. and he signed it as well. Yeah, Tsunekazu and, Ishihara. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, so it's uh this card is super rare, and it was only given to uh to employees at the Pokemon company. Mm. Um, so uh, ultra rare card, uh, graded nine. I'm not sure exactly uh, what that means, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know the, the the grading systems. Um, from the president of the Pokemon Company to the mm. employees, um, it's pretty cool seeing a custom card like that made uh, just for uh, just for members of Pokemon Company. Yeah, yeah, it's it's pretty dope, right? I mean, I, overall, I like the art style. It looks cool. It's a uh, super over. It's like an overpowered card. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know, but yeah, I think Super 350 strong. HP seems like a lot of a, uh, like a lot. And I like how the top right is like Ultra Beast. I don't know what that means. Is that like the type, of, he's like, what type of a uh, character he is? Or... Oh. oh, that's what the Ultra Beast means. 
But uh, we, he has no weakness or resistance or anything, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so you, you wouldn't really use this in an actual uh, Yeah, I think match. this would probably be <laughs> would be banned in a real match. Um, but yeah, it's cool. I think he's got a very memorable face, and I'm sure most Pokemon fans recognize him by now because he's always the presenter for the Pokemon Directs when they oh, do those. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. I, um, I remember seeing him now. Yeah, yeah, so he's um, he's the CEO and president of Pokemon Company. He's basically in charge of, like, everything Pokemon. He oversees the anime, the games, the manga, the spin-offs, the what, whatever it is, right? He's in charge of it, basically. But ultimately, I don't say he manages everything down to, like, a small level, but he ultimately has the power to control everything in the Pokemon Company. So, uh, oh, I see. yeah, no, when you consider Pokemon is the most valuable brand in the world by quite, oh, really? by quite, oh, wow. quite a lot of money. Yeah. Uh, I, I didn't know that. That's quite a uh, staggering. Yeah. I found that uh, out like level. a few months ago, but it's actually kind of shocking, right? <laughs> you know, um, yeah. it's kind of cool. Cause you know, Pokemon came out when we were kids. I mean, I first played Pokemon when I was six. So you, you must've been like a baby at that time. Right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, all this time, I, you know, it's been that powerful. Four or, when I got Pokemon Yellow, mm. uh, but uh, but yeah, I guess that was just before Silver came out. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, but yeah, it was. Uh, it's amazing that it stayed popular for such a long period of time. You know, that's it. Yeah, like thirty years, still going strong. And you know, like especially if you live in Japan, you really notice it, right? Um, like there's just Pokemon everywhere. I think like if you get the the the, the monorail from uh, Haneda Airport back to like Tokyo Station. It's got like Pokemon all over it. <laughs> it's like a Pokemon monorail car. Oh, uh, really? I, I haven't seen that Yeah, much. yeah. Uh, and there's like, you know, you see things like Pokemon, like vending machines. Uh, we talked about the Pokemon uh, manhole covers, right? Um, oh, yeah. Yeah, so this this card's pretty cool. Um, there's a bunch of info on the thing here, like Black Star. I don't know if that's like the person who, the company that evaluates it. NM7. I don't really understand the subtleties because here it says like graded N NM7 with the signature graded 9. So I think that the signature is like literally the signature, the black part is 9. So so uh, they grade the card and the signature differently, I think. Um, okay. But I'm not sure. I'm not too sure. I'd like to hear if anyone's listening to the show and you're an expert in like trading cards and how they're evaluated. I'd like to know down in the comments because, yeah, I really have no experience with this kind of thing, but I find it quite interesting. In, in the comments of, of this article, someone says, like, they're just laundering money with these, <laughs> <laughs> with these Pokemon cards. Probably, yes. Uh, yeah. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. You, if you go down to the comments, yeah. Oh, actually, let's, let's not go to the comments. Yeah, it might get a little bit out of control. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I thought that was funny. Yeah, it is funny you could just create like a massive amount of wealth by making these super rare cards, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then sell them. It's just like quick money, right? That's it, um, man. When when things like this, you know, limited edition or just just like old stuff that I mean, in this case it was like a rare card, but in the case of the, the old Pokemon cards that sell for like thousands of dollars. Um there was an example in the article it said um a Blastoise sold for $360,000. So, oh, wow. so more than this Ishihara card, but for whatever reason, that was very popular. Um, 
but there must be thousands of those at one point, right? But just over time, because like I say, with, I remember getting those Pokemon cards, the original series, basically the same year that I got Pokemon Blue. And I was six yeah. or seven years old. So that was about 25 years ago. And yeah, to keep them in such condition for that long, right? It's quite difficult. Um, so yeah, pretty cool overall. <laughs> yeah, I, I used to have a bunch of Pokemon cards and I don't know what happened to them. I, mm. I'm assuming when I got to like the high school age, my my mom just threw them in the trash maybe. Oh no, that's savage. Yeah, the whole binder of them all just in the trash. Oh man, I uh, had a near full, com like a full set of the originals. And the only one I was missing was a shiny Venusaur, which oh, I really? still remember to this day. Some kid in school stole it off me. Oh, really? But I don't know which kid it was, but someone stole it from me in school. Because I remember taking, you know, we always used to go with our cards. And like Bulbasaur is my favorite Pokemon as well. So when I got a shiny Venusaur, I was fucking hyped, man. Like you, <laughs> I don't even think you can understand that. I can't really express in words. You'd have to like go back in time and like see me as a kid, like pulling that shiny out of the pack. Like it was just uncontrollable excitement. Oh my gosh. And uh, I yeah, I just got stolen. <laughs> yeah, I remember uh, kids like doing unfair trades and stuff. Mm. Um, and then uh, at my at my school, they had banned Pokemon cards. Like you weren't allowed <laughs> yeah, yeah, to bring yeah. them to school. <laughs> if you got caught with them, it was like big trouble. So kids would be like trading these Pokemon cards like, illegal drugs or something yeah yeah so anyway talking about highly valued uh collectibles um one of the best maybe the best retro gaming store in japan has finally opened an online store and i'm of course talking about ryan this is super potato super potato which is super an potato. excellent store an excellent name to begin with what a fucking stupid name super potato S um, where, but where does that come from that name do you know i've no idea i've no idea it could just be some really obscure like japanese meme or something i don't know um but super potato for anyone that doesn't know it's um probably the the mecca i would say it's the mecca of high quality like pristine retro goods in Japan and probably in the world as well, because I've never seen anything like this in any other place. And it's basically just a store that stocks like NES, SNES, um, like I think N64 and GameCube, those kind of th those generations. And then from you know, PlayStation 1 to PlayStation 3, perhaps. And from Sega Master System to the Dreamcast. So basically, uh. it, it just stocks stuff from like mid 80s to like the mid 2000s. Of just oh, okay. like super retro stuff, but you've you've been there, right, to this store? Yeah, I've been there a couple times actually. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, I hate to admit it, but uh, it's not one of my favorite places to to visit. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. uh, really cramped. It's super small. Uh, well, the store is large, but like the aisles are are so tight. Yeah, that that's uh, one of the worst things. I would say like so. When I say it's like one of the best places, I just literally mean like in terms of the selection they have, right? And generally, oh, yeah, and, and the yeah. quality of the stuff they sell is actually pretty incredible. But yeah, the shop is very small, or like maybe it's not small, but they just have too much stuff in there. So like, it's just yeah, yeah, it's um, it's uh packed packed in there, and um, it's <laughs> it's become kind of a tourist uh destination now. 
Yeah. It's, a, it's in Akihabara, which is really popular for tourists. That yeah, so, absolutely. Um, so for me, like when I go when I go to check out games, I want to like spend a while in there, like you know, just checking out the different titles, mm-hmm. and prices and stuff. But uh, every time I've been, it's just been so full of people. Oh, really? Uh, it's not usually I mean, that bad, but maybe now would be a great time to go, right? There's no tourists. Actually, yeah, yeah, you know? it would be a good time to check it out. I haven't mm. been there in years, but um, I might just check it out with these uh, online uh, shops. Yeah, that yeah. It seems, seems like a good way to get some stuff. Well, well, actually, kind of, yeah, moving on to the, the kind of the main part of the story, right? The, the online store. They opened an eBay store, um, which at the moment, well, actually, if you look at this story here, right, there are a few listings. So there's like a mint condition uh, Super Metroid in the box, $120. That's quite expensive. That game is really hard to find. For one, one real main reason is that it comes with this like map of the, uh, the whole world. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, really hard to find. But actually, that's a pretty decent price. And I've actually seen in the shop before, they have sealed copies, like brand new copies of Super Metroid. Oh, really? And linked to the oh, past. Wow. And they're about $400. But oh, I think man. when you consider how like crazy that is, that like the game is 25 years old and still is still has the Nintendo seal on it, it's pretty dope. Yeah, um, that's cool. But what I was going to say is that um, if we go over onto their store... I mean, let's not talk about this like 1980s web design. This is just like the worst fucking, the worst <laughs> graphic design I've ever seen in my life. Um, but they don't have anything listed anymore. And I saw on their Twitter account um, that they had a little problem with some shipping to, I think, Canada. They said, uh, yeah, so this, this is the tweet here. Uh, Dear customers in Canada, we are sorry that we need to suspend shipping to Canada with immediate effect. An incident of missing shipped, no tracking number, item in Canada this morning. We most likely come back to Canadian in June with Japan posts EMS with tracking number. So obviously a little bit of Google Translate going on there. But we get the gist. The The, the parcels were lost in, in the mail somewhere or they went to the wrong place or whatever. So that might be why they've pulled all the, um, the things off um, off the listing here. Um, oh, that's too which, bad. Yeah, it's a bit of a shame, yeah. Yeah, it would be a great way to get um get retro stuff, Japanese retro stuff uh shipped to you. Mm. Um so I I've heard previously people had to like make a a temporary address in Japan or get them shipped to a friend and then have them sent uh like in a personal uh from a personal address. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. It's it's hard to to get Japanese goods shipped over to the US. Yeah, it can be um, quite a big problem for like people. I think the main thing is, you know, like like this has happened, right? They've just started and already like, you know, something's, you know, gone missing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I'm I'm quite skeptical about because I'm sure you're well aware of postal services in Japan are like impeccable, right? You order yeah. something and it just turns up on time. There's never a single dent on the box. Like I've had boxes come to the door before, right? When it was like tipping it out down outside, it was absolutely like the like tropical rain. The delivery driver turns up with the box. Somehow the box is dry, and he is like soaking wet. And I'm like, "What <laughs> magic did you perform to keep that box so dry?" <laughs> yeah, so they sad. take they take care of your shit, man. Seriously. Um, yeah, man. But I, yeah, <laughs> I've been thinking about uh, sending some of my. Uh, I have a small collection here, and mm. I, I'd like to send it back to the U.S. But uh, I haven't uh, really 
learned the whole postal system. Mm. Uh, I'm not, can't be that hard, right? Yeah, I think you're shipping stuff over, overseas. Yeah. My, my wife actually manages like a retail business and oh, really? they just recently started shipping to international customers. But the reason this, this, she said the reason that they haven't done that for such a long time, even though they've had a lot of interest from like people on Instagram and stuff, because it's, it's like a fashion store. So like, you know, very Instagrammable kind of um, clothes and stuff. And uh, lots of people inquiring, you know, do you ship to China? Do you ship to America? Blah, blah, blah. But it's just the security of the shipping. And like, you know, if someone wants to return something, it's just a big like headache for them. So it took them a long time to get around to that. But it seems like, yeah, they probably had the same kind of thing at Super Potato. But I think the only real negative I can say about the shop, you know, except for, yeah, it is a bit cramped. I will agree, but I wouldn't say it's oh, yeah. such yeah, a negative. I don't, I don't hate the shop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't um, want to come across too negative, you know. The prices uh, are a little bit high. And I think that's because, like you you already said it, is that it's a tourist trap now, anyway. It's become it's become the most notorious, not notorious, that's a, that's a bad word, isn't it? It's become the most famous retro shop in Japan. So, you know, because of that, they've bumped the prices up because I guess people are buying the games, right? Yeah, yeah. And for me, if I if I want to get retro stuff, I always go for um for book off or mm. uh, not book off, uh, hard off. Hard off, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, hard off. Such a funny name for a store. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They've got wine oh, off. Hard- uh, there's mode off, which is the closed one. Yeah, yeah. Hard hard off has like used uh, electronics and they, yeah, they have pretty yeah. cheap prices. Yeah, I yeah. got um. Actually, we were just talking Majora's Mask. I don't know if you can see it here. Oh yeah, boy! A, nice. This is a. See if I can get the glare off of there. Yeah, this that's is it. The Japanese yeah, yeah. edition of it. It's got a little sticker here that says that it uh, doesn't include the expansion pack or whatever. Yeah, nice, um, nice. But I, I think this was like saying uh, Gohyaku in, mm. and it's it's in like perfect condition. Like the box looks great. Yeah, yeah. Decent. Yeah, same, that's good. Same thing with this one. This is uh, Ocarina of Time here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I still got the price on here. Uh, Sang Gohyaku in. Oh, that's not bad. So, yeah, nice. Yeah, it's pretty good, and it looks like it's new. Basically, it's got like plastic on the outside. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I, I, I own both of those as well. Um, oh, yeah, you too, huh? Do you know where I bought them from? Uh, where's that? Super Potato. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. You paid uh three thousand though, right? <laughs> uh, I don't honestly don't remember. I actually bought them uh, on my first trip to Japan before I actually lived here, and you know, uh. like most nerds, I was like, if I'm going to Japan, I'm going to Akihabara, and I've got to go to Super Potato, you know. So I went there, and they, they yeah, they had copies like that, like super mint condition, and uh, oh, yeah. yeah, just had to take the plunge. But they're actually like, they're in a box in my dad's attic back back home. Um, yeah, I. I got a copy for my little brother and a copy for some of my friends in the States. Um, nice. Because they're so small, it's a nice gift, you know? All right, yeah, so uh, we've got one more kind of mini story to finish up this week, right, Ryan? Yeah, that's right. We've got uh, Square Enix launching a photo book service in Japan mm. for uh, Final Fantasy XIV. Yeah, yeah. I believe that's the MMO, right? Um, yeah, the online game. I think it's been out for quite a long time. Um, I mean, 15 came out quite a few years ago, and 14 came out before. It, it might have even been out for like eight, seven or eight years already, though. Um, oh, wow. I, but, I actually I haven't played it, uh, but um, 
Yeah, I've I've heard it's it's the most popular one in Japan, right? It's really popular uh, still. Yeah, I've played the demo before on the PC, maybe like three or four years ago. But I'm just I'm not massively into JRPGs anyway. I like some, but when it's like mm. MMO and there's just there's just like text like everywhere. I hate like messy oh, yeah. like I hate like messy HUDs, you know. So like, <laughs> I love games where they they just just show you like a screen. like a like a map and like a health bar and like that's all I need. Like, but MMOs you got all the, the text chat and there's like quests everywhere yeah. and it's just uh, it just gives me a headache. <laughs> so I couldn't really get into it. Well, I've never actually played an MMO before, although I've had friends who are into them. Oh, okay. And uh, and from from what I understand is they've kind of become like your second uh, life. You know, mm. your your second social life. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, a lot of people who play uh, MMOs, like, they choose their MMO and then they're just, like, that's their game for, like, five years. Yeah, like, yeah. Every night they hang out with their friends in the MMO. Yeah, yeah. So it's a little bit uh, different type of gaming from what you and I usually do. Mm. You know, I, I feel like we tend to check out, um, you know, shorter single-player experiences mostly. Yeah, yeah, I think um, so, yeah. But uh, this is cool because um, people who who are into MMOs, uh, you know, they take these screenshots and stuff with their uh, with their friends, and now they can actually print them into a nice book. Yeah, it's yeah. Like a, uh, it's kind of like a photo album of their experiences in the game. Yeah, I will. I will um, say that, like, you know, I, I probably would never buy this because obviously I don't play the game. But it's probably one of the coolest, like, unique, like merchandise things i've ever seen for a game yeah you know it's, it's, it's per personalized you know personalized uh book of your in-game experiences yeah yeah uh really cool um so the, you can see of course the, the... i i won't be buying it either <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah oh yeah of, of course but i mean you we can still appreciate it obviously um but you can see the book here it's got like the kind of um you know like special design here and uh, it says like high quality printing with high quality paper and like color printing. And, you know, you, you can enjoy the photos and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it says here there's there's two editing modes. So I guess like on this online software, um, it always says on the PC here, um, you can basically like download the software and like choose your own layout as well, I guess. So not just put the photos in, but you can actually like swap them around and, you know, make it look how you want it to. It's pretty cool. Yeah, and if you scroll down a little bit more, um, mm. I think there's three versions available. Oh, there's I see, a, yeah, yeah. There's like a generic cover, and then there's one where I think you select your screenshot to be the cover. Oh, yeah, and this is gloss um, and matte, so you can get shiny or matte. So I guess these are actually the same. It's just gl yeah, gl glossy yeah, or matte. So there's I think it's your screenshot, and it's just the type of printing they do. Yeah, um, that that's also very cool. Like the custom cover, that's really nice. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a nice thing to do for fans. And um, yeah, have, so have you ever played any MMOs? Um, I or, used to play RuneScape. Do you know RuneScape? Oh, yeah, yeah, I know back that. Back in the day, way back when. Um, I, I was. I think kind of that's still that. going, right? I hope, I hope so, because that game was incredible. Um, yeah, so we've got a little clip here. Let's just appreciate some some RuneScape real quick. But yeah, I used to play this on like my mom's PC that had like a Pentium dual core, like 800 megahertz processor or something like that. And mm -hmm. it's just janky. I mean, look at the frame rate of this torch over here. 
that's like five frames a second. And it ran on like Java, I guess, back in the day. Um, wow, it, it is 3D though, right? Java, it is, yeah, yeah. But like, I don't know, it did it did such a good way, like it did such a good job of like kind of just getting you into that like ecosystem that like you just kind of started to see past the graphics. You were just like, yeah, I've got to get this sword. So I need to like go mine some gold. But when you go into the gold mine, there's like ogres everywhere. And like, you need to get like the, the titanium shield to like protect yourself. I don't know, whatever. Like, <laughs> there was always like, yeah. there was quite a lot of depth to it. And uh, yeah, it was just awesome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. Uh, maybe we should do a, an episode on your channel where we check out some uh, retro games. Yeah, yeah. I would like to. I would like to check out RuneScape, maybe in Japanese. Runescape. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Runescape. Could be. Oh man. Could be a contender. Yeah, my uh, my time spent with Dragon Quest has probably uh, prepared me for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got all the vocab. So uh, but, yeah, uh, just to, just to finish up this story, um, it looks like the prices are pretty decent as well. This is for four forty dollars, including tax, uh, for the standard edition, and uh, the one with the custom cover is only an extra like. Uh, five dollars so actually not bad right including yeah, tax that, so yeah that's pretty cool uh if i was into the game i would probably get one well assuming i would you know had screenshots and stuff yeah yeah of uh, course <laughs> but, uh, yeah well anyhow i guess that takes us to uh our new releases and you know coming this week portion of the show yes yeah, so i guess our first game is uh shin megami tensei 3 HD, um, which already released in Japan, right? But it's uh, it's coming out in the West now. Yeah, it, it came out uh, around Halloween uh, in Japan mm. uh, last year. And originally a 2003 uh, game for, uh, I believe, PlayStation 2. Mm. Yeah, PlayStation 2. Um, but it's just now being released in the West, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was wondering if you're familiar with uh, this game or this series. Um, only by name. It's it's not something that's ever really taken my interest. But I do remember they announced uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five. That's oh, the one that's that hasn't right. that hasn't come out right for the Switch. Like almost yeah. like three years ago, and <laughs> they just showed us a trailer and, and then never mentioned it again. I um, I think la last year they mentioned that uh, Shin Megami Tensei Five is supposed to come. Early 2021. Mm, okay. Uh, but it's it's already kind of past early 2021. Right, right, and right. I, I don't think they've announced uh, like a date for it. Oh, okay. So I, I was just checking today. I didn't see anything. Yeah, that, that um, kind of piqued my interest. Because um, it's, it's made by Atlas, right? The guys who make um, Persona. Um, yeah, that's right. And they also made, um, oh, believe what was that game? Uh, Trauma, Trauma Center. Did you ever play that oh. game? That was <laughs> one of the best games. The best game series I've ever played. Like it was like oh, wow. was it what trauma? Yeah, trauma center. Center, uh, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. I used yeah, to play it on the happened. Wii, yeah, like back in the day. That was awesome, yeah. yeah. And I think they made the game uh Catherine. Do you know that game? Oh yeah, also yeah, Catherine. Yeah, they they've got quite a lot of big hits. Um yeah, so um, overall, yeah, pretty cool, I think. Yeah. But yeah, Atlas makes these RPGs and um Apparently, the first Shin Megami Tensei like invented the uh, monster capturing mechanic that was used in Pokemon. Oh yeah, actually, yeah, so, I played that on um on an emulator before. 
And it's one of those real like text-based, like almost like uh, RPG adventures. Yeah, yeah. So it there's some kind of JRPG uh, history behind the series. Like that. Yeah, yeah. But I, I haven't played any of the mainline series, really. Um, I did play Persona a bit, um, Persona 4. Uh, mm. So uh, I'm not sure about this uh, this game. Uh, maybe we can check out Metacritic and see, uh, you know, mm-hmm. see, see how it's been reviewed. But um, yeah, I guess it, it must be classic enough to get an HD remaster, right? Yeah, I guess so, so yeah. But I think that seems to be quite a popular choice for a lot of people at the moment, but Atlas seemed to be quite into that that, yeah. um, that trend at the moment. So, um, yeah, I don't think I'll pick this one up. It doesn't really look like my cup of tea, but uh, I'm glad for all the fans because it seems like a popular franchise. And, um, yeah, we'll but, see. Yeah. We'll see yeah, what... I guess that's our, our first new release for, for mm. the West, at least. Kind of an old release for people in Japan. Yeah, yeah. So um, uh, next we've got R-Type Final 2 which I have a bit more experience with. Um, I was a big R-Type fan back in the SNES days. Um, I can't claim to play the games anymore, but I used to love them back in the day. Well, I, I don't think they've had another R-Type since a pretty long time ago, right? R-Type Final was supposed to be the last one, right? Yeah, I mean, I'm, uh, I'm honestly not sure. I think there have been releases since then, but it's like just remasters or re-releases. Um, so not not even remaster. It's just like to get the same games re released again. Um, oh, I see. But yeah, because uh, R Type Final was uh, two thousand three in Japan, mm. two thousand four in the West. Final two is just now, just now coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I I uh, have been playing um, uh, near recently, and it's it's actually like inspired by this R Type style gameplay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, which is which is really cool. So, I've been interested in this kind of stuff now. I, I kind of want to check it out. Uh, I always love space shooters, you know. Um, this kind of side scroll. Yeah, and these kind of like bullet hell kind of like games are always quite fun. It's like uh, they're not casual, like because they actually require a lot of concentration. But at the same time, like I like to play them when I don't have much energy. Because all you oh, have to yeah. all you have to focus on is avoiding being hit, right? So yeah. it's not like when I'm tired and I, I can't really get into a game. It's not because like I can't focus on different things. It's just more like I don't have enough energy to like process like a storyline, or you know, just like get, kind of get emotionally involved in anything. <laughs> yeah, you just want something that just. I just want to shoot stuff. Yeah, like <laughs> <laughs> repetitive shoot, style. Yeah. yeah, it's just shoot everything. Um, but this looks cool. Yeah, it looks looks very nice. I mean, you know, we all know the gameplay mechanics by now, so there's nothing new there. But it's one of those games where I would say, like, yeah, it does look better than the, the 2D original. So it's good that they've kind of they've worked with the style to make it look quite nice. Yeah, and it's it's available on all platforms, I think. Mm-hmm. So well, I don't see PS5 here. So, but PS4, I guess. Maybe yeah, it's, it's cross compatible. Yeah, if it's on PS4, it'll play on PS5, so um, not really an issue. Yeah, it'll, it'll play perfectly fine. But yeah, uh, speaking of PS5, maybe uh, we can jump to Returnal, which is coming out uh, this week. Oh yeah, okay, yeah. So uh, this game, this is another kind of like bullet hell game, apparently. 
what we've been hearing from this game, obviously it's the first actual exclusive game, next-gen game on the PS5. So the first games that came out that were, you know, next-gen were um, Demon Souls Remake. Um, oh, yeah. But that was like a remake, you know what I mean? So like they were kind of constricted or constrained by the mechanics of the old game, right? Unless they really tried yeah. to change it, you know, make it feel more next-gen. And then there was Spider-Man Miles Morales, which looked amazing, but it was on the PS4 as well. Um, so it wasn't really uh, the same thing. But this is not on PS4. This is only on PS5. Um, apparently it runs like 84K, 60 frames a second. Um, it's, just, it's just mental. There's like all particle effects everywhere. Textures look awesome. It just looks looks great. And apparently it's very brutal, like the uh, the gameplay loop. So you, oh, really? you spend a lot of time it's, dying, but it's kind of part of the game, right? It's like a survival horror game where you kind you of die, yeah, come, yeah. come back and explore further each time, I guess. Mm. Um, so, yeah, yeah I don't know if it, it feels like from the vibe I get from it, it looks a bit like Dark Souls in the way that like, you know, you die a lot and you have to keep retreading areas and it's also very gloomy. Um, but it's also got that kind of like doom feeling where like, you're on some kind of like Mars-like planet, and there's all these like demons or whatever. Um, it looks also a bit like Alien, the movie. Oh like, yeah, it, it kind of looks like uh, Mass Effect with this and, like, third. Yeah, third yeah, person. yeah, and yeah, uh, and Mass Effect. Yeah, yeah. So but, uh, yeah, are you thinking you might uh, pick this one up then? I think you know, I will. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I just yeah, I really want to feel like I, I can experience something like quite new on the PlayStation 5. And yeah, from what people are saying, this is this is actually that experience. So I'm I'm quite I'm quite up for checking it out. And I guess in our last bit of uh news for the for the new releases, uh Near Replicant has been released. I th- I think we covered that uh last week, but Yeah, we did talk about that uh, last week. Um Yeah, and, but it's officially out now and um I'm going to pick it up once I finish Near Automata, which I'm getting towards the end. Sure, so sure. I'm, I'm pr- pretty excited about that. Yeah, yeah, nice. Uh, so that might be my next game. Po- yeah. It's either going to be Pokemon Snap. I might go Pokemon Snap and then Nier. <laughs> uh, yeah. and then, uh, yeah, we, Pokemon we... is also coming out this week, right? Yeah, yeah. So I was about to say, yeah, we've got a Pokemon Snap coming out on Friday, which uh, I'll be doing an unboxing on the channel because I did pre-order the limited edition version from Amazon. And it comes with like some like special like like photos like pokemon photos that are uh, amazon oh, exclusive cool. in japan so they're not just japan exclusive they're amazon japan exclusive which is kind of oh, cool wow. so hopefully yeah interesting uh, yeah hopefully that turns up nice and early on friday i'll probably do a little stream do some gameplay and do um an unboxing video of that but uh yeah that's all of the new releases this week so why don't we dive into the sales charts. Okay. So there's a couple of new entries this week, um, actually. So without the new entries, the, the kind of the ranking looks quite similar to last week. Obviously, we've still got Monster Hunter Rise at the start, Super Mario World 3D, and uh, Momotaro Tentetsu, which was third place for a long time, has been kicked down by winning post 9, tw- 2021. Um, oh, that's a... Horse racing game. It's a horse racing game, yeah. I've no wow. idea why these games are so popular in Japan. Um, 
like gambling and I mean there's pachinko parlors everywhere right but, in Tokyo. Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, it, it's really it's really hard to say why, but um I mean yeah, let's just take a look at the video here. You know, it just looks a bit boring to be honest. But Yeah, maybe maybe a game for the those like non-gamer types, you know. Yeah, yeah. I I sometimes feel that way about sports games as well. Yeah, it's like it's like kind of made for a very specific audience. Yeah, yeah. There's a there's a I mean in in England there's a very popular game called Football Manager where you basically oh, yeah. play you play as the manager of of a football team and it's just like it's just menus. There's like no like graphics. <laughs> but it's so popular. Like it's so popular. And for a lot of people it's like the only game that they play. Like they're not really gamers but they play Football Manager. Because oh, wow. it's more like, you know, they because they're just really into football, so they feel like more like, oh, you know, I could manage my own football team, you know, and, and trade players and stuff. And I don't know if there's any other games like that, you know, like the same style, but maybe for like NBA or NFL, you know, the kind of American sports. I think there's an F1 version where you like manage mm. an F1 team. Uh, I can't remember if it was F1. It, it might have been a NASCAR game where you like, you're like the team manager and you have to deal with like sponsors and stuff. Oh, okay, fair uh, enough. Uh, but yeah, I yeah. guess so. That's our first uh, new entry, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, yeah, that's eleven thousand. So um, it always seems like a small amount, right? But I guess if a, like almost twelve thousand sales gets you third place in Japan, then maybe for this market, that's actually quite a good number. You know. Um, yeah. So who knows? Um, so our next entry, yeah. Um, cause we've obviously got a winning post, I guess actually it did like 23,000 cause that's on the switch fifth place on the PS4. Um, oh, I see. and then our other new entry is down the bottom here. Actually, we've got two more. We've got the King of Fighters 2002 unlimited match. So I assume this is uh, just a, a HD remaster. Yeah, I, I don't, I'm not familiar with that game. It's a fighting game kind of similar to street fighter, I guess. Yeah, so um, King of Fighters. I mean, do you, you you know SNK, right? The company. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I am familiar. So basically, yeah, they, they make a lot of like the arcade machines and stuff in Japan, um, and yeah, they make a lot of these um, kind of. Well, this this is one series like King of Fighters. It's very popular. There's many many versions of this game. Um. So, yeah, it's just like Street Fighter or like I don't know, any other fighting game. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's been hard for me to, uh, to differentiate fighting games sometimes because like they're quite similar in the style. Yeah, I don't, want, I don't want to get flamed in the comments, but I just, yeah, they, I think they're all quite similar. <laughs> but I, I guess yeah. you could say the same with like JRPGs or racing games. Or yeah, anything. of course, yeah. Uh, yeah, genres tend to kind of do the same things. But, mm. uh, uh, the final new game of the week is Gear Club 2 Unlimited uh, Ultimate Edition, which I don't think is new. I think it's just being released on the Switch because Gear Club is a, a mobile driving game. I uh, actually, <laughs> I, I kind of have a story about this. Oh, uh, go on. <laughs> so when I first got my Switch, uh, there were like hardly any games. For mm -hmm. it. And uh, I already had like Zelda and a few of the other ones and uh so i bought gear club unlimited unlimited mm. like a phys physical copy of it because like i wanted to play a racing game and you know it looked like a cool arcade-ish you know racing uh title 
Yeah, yeah. And uh, it was it was terrible, man. It, I I think it was like one of my least favorite games I played. Um, not not because the the gameplay was bad, but like each race was like twenty seconds, right? Thirty seconds, and then there's like a a two minute loading screen or something. Mm. Um, and I remember I would play it and I'd get like less than a minute of gameplay and then there'd be like 30 seconds of loading then a menu 30 seconds of loading 20 seconds of gameplay and then just repeat that process you know yeah <laughs> uh, and uh yeah I, I sold it after a week or so of trying it oh okay <laughs> but anyway i just wanted to i just wanted to complain about a uh, gear club because uh very very disappointed <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> well but, uh, your your yeah. Complaints I are heard, yeah, and yeah. Uh, well I, met. I want all the listeners to know, you know, the <laughs> danger of the. I, I don't know. Maybe the new one is better, though. You know, it is a mobile game, so uh, yeah, yeah. Um, like it's designed to be like short races and stuff, but yeah, I mean, all racing games, yeah, they're never like unless you play those like stupid marathon races and like Gran Turismo. Um, but but these would be like half a lap or something. I mean, it was like not uh, even a, okay. ra- a race. You know, it was like. Yeah, just just a, a tiny little bit. Mm. All right, so let's move on to hardware sales. Um, and not much has changed in terms of rankings here. Um, but it looks like I think PlayStation. Actually, I think everything sold a little less this week. Um, Switch was over a hundred thousand last week, and I think PlayStation Five hit twenty five thousand. So combined to those two, they're all a little bit down. Um. Xbox might have seen a little boost though, maybe. And uh, mm. Series X hitting over, hitting triple digits here, which is well, crazy. Uh, go- golden week is coming, so. Uh, true, yeah, yeah, true. I, I don't know. Maybe we'll see a sales spike where people want to play games like during their uh, their holiday. We might that's, do. That's yeah, my, uh, my prediction. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we might do. Yeah. Uh, I guess we'll, we'll we'll find out. We'll find out. But yeah, again, not much to report with the uh, the hardware sales. Um, they always tend to stay pretty similar. But yeah, maybe it's, it'll be more interesting next week after Golden Week, and we'll see. Especially with the uh, second, third, sorry, state of emergency in Tokyo being announced, um, and all the other bigger cities in Japan. I guess a lot of people are going to be staying home, and if they've got like a week to waste, you know, in the house, then. Yeah, maybe game sales will be up quite a bit. All right, so to finish our episode for today, uh, let's take a look at some Japanese uh, vocabulary stuff. Cool, okay. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everybody's favorite part of the show. Yeah, do our our little study here at the end. This is probably, Um, this is my favorite part, actually, because, I don't know, I just like talking about things I've learned. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> this week yeah, or you yeah. know potentially learning something new if you tell me something new so it's always fun so uh as always ryan yeah i'll let you take it away what have you what have you got this week cool uh so uh as i mentioned before i've been playing um near automata mm. and uh your commander the commander or general in that game is a uh, shire kong and uh shire mm. means command so Shide Kang is your commander. Ah, and, I see, uh, I see. I I was also watching an uh, an anime with my girlfriend, and um, it's called. Hold on a second. What is what is that called? Uh, <laughs> Violet Evergarden. Uh, Never heard of it. And uh, <laughs> uh, and it's about like a girl who's like a soldier, 
and um, she's like kind of in love with the commander. Ah, uh, uh, okay. Shide, he's also Shide uh, Kang. Ah, uh, notice me, senpai, so, uh, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's uh, yeah, Shide Kang is a mm. pretty common one, uh, especially if it's like got military themes. Yeah, cool. So and, and I, uh, I, I believe Shide Bu is the uh, headquarters yeah. as well. Yeah, headquarters. So yeah, uh, if you actually if you search just like Shide in the G Show, then it comes up with mm -hmm. commander uh, headquarters. Uh, is Shide Bu. So Bu means like like Bushitsu is like club room or something like that. Shide uh, Kan. Kan is just building. Shide um, To tower control tower. Um, yeah, there's loads. Yeah, yeah, it's a pretty common one. Control, I guess. Commander control. Yeah. Shide. Shide Kikaisen. Command service module. <laughs> it's pretty badass. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think that's also in near. Yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, you have a spaceship. Yeah, um, yeah. But, and, uh, yeah. Uh, that that was my uh, my main word of the week. Hmm, interesting, uh, yeah. Actually, I've never yeah. heard that word, Shide, before. Like, Mere is like command. The, oh yeah, it's it's right? the same uh, kanji, same. right? Yeah, yeah. So yeah, re means command, right? But this she from shire is actually means like boss. So like joshi. Jo oh okay. So it's the same she from joshi. Yeah, here this one here. So um. So this means boss. Is, yeah. Uh, if uh, re is like an order, right? Mm. Like commander and order. Yeah. So the boss and order. She she is like the boss's order is like the. Yeah. Command of so. Yeah. Yeah. So this kanji down here, uh, director, official, government officer, rule. So yeah, she is the other way to read that. So ah, interesting, nice. That's yeah. pretty cool. So um, yeah, for me this week, um, it wasn't from a game actually. I saw something on Twitter that I thought was pretty cool, but it's kind of like gaming or like just entertainment related in general. So I thought it was kind of fun to learn. Um, it's off this cool um, page that. I don't follow for some reason, so I'm going to follow it right now. <laughs> I thought I already yeah, clicked follow. Uh, but it's uh, at Mochi Japa. So, yeah, check those guys out. They post some really fun things. Um, but it was a bunch of these, like, little um, kind of uh, slang, internet slang words that, um, you know, kids are using nowadays, which I don't really know because I'm, I don't play online much anyway, and I definitely don't do it in Japanese. Uh, the first one I thought was quite funny, which is Oyafura. Which is a uh, oya meaning parents and fura, which is short for fragu, which is flag in English. Uh, so it's when a parent suddenly enters the room. <laughs> so, you know, I, you can see this kid here, you know, he's like, it's you, a streamer. <laughs> and you're there with your apparently like tape recorder. I'm not sure why this camera looks so old. Um, and you've got like your stage microphone here. <laughs> but you're just recording your, your stream. And uh, your mom comes in. It's a foo foo foo. This is kind of like a chuckle kind of sound, I think. Um, but oh yeah, furo is quite funny. The next one is ie bare, bare. Sorry, ie bare, which is um, bare. I think we might have mentioned this um, last like week. To be to be found out, right? Yeah, yeah, to we be, mentioned this last to week. Be discovered exactly. Yeah, to be exposed. Um, so bareru is to be like. If you, if to, you say like barechatta. Means yeah, like, yeah. Oh, they they found me. They got me. Yeah, it's like ah, oh, busted. Yeah, but it's a but it's my uh my uh covers blown or whatever. Yeah, so uh, I think uh, we had a net neta bare, which is like a spoiler. I think I mentioned that last week or the week before. 
Um, mm. So that's a, you know, that gets used a lot, especially in slang online. But yeah, this is like, I think the word in English is doxed. So when you get doxed online, it's when you're streaming uh. and, and someone figures out where you live and they tell other people and, you know, all kinds of bad stuff can happen from there. So not a good thing, but obviously it does happen. So uh, that's mm. the word for that. And uh, we've also got horse or jiko. Um, so horse or means broadcast and jiko is accident. Um, and it's just, yeah, live stream fail. <laughs> so I just thought that was also quite funny. Uh, that could be anything, right? Just like, you know, like, I don't know, something falling down in the background or, I don't know, doing a massive fart on camera. Or I don't know, like any kind of like horse or jiko. Um, Fail, a live fail, I guess. A live fail, yeah. Um, but they all, you know, they all make a lot of sense. And usually, like, slangs in Japanese, especially, like, online stuff, they always are very logical, you know, how they come about. Sometimes, you know, like, like in English, like, doxed. Like, how does that word come about? Like, I don't, I don't, I don't yeah. maybe it is obvious, but I just don't know the origin of it. But to me, that's not logical, doxed. I, I don't know. But these are like, yeah, you're there's a flag of your parent, like kind of flag, you know, it's like, Oh, like red alert, you know, like house is busted. Yeah. Bad, bad here. And then horse logical, like broadcast accident. So yeah, I thought those were all pretty fun and pretty cool. Little, little, uh, yeah, slang words cool. to use. And yeah, they're obviously for streamers, but they could be applied to many different entertainment fields as well. Yeah. That's good to, to try to stay, uh, stay hip. <laughs> stay hip the worst way to stay hip is by saying stay hip yeah. get get hep you know i don't know how you're six That's... years younger than me ryan it just does not make sense <laughs> stay hip you're like a 70 year old man this is oh uh, yeah it's, it's true <laughs> it's terrible you can tell you're a, you're a country bumpkin that's why oh <laughs> uh, it's true <laughs> Uh, anyway, so uh, that kind of wraps up our episode for today. Uh, do you have any final words for our lovely folks at home, Ryan? Yeah. Uh, what did I say last time? Uh, keep gaming. Keep. <laughs> no, no, uh, no improvement over the the previous sign off. Or, uh, Is that, are we just sticking stay, with that now? Stay hip. Yeah. <laughs> stay. <laughs> don't do drugs. You know. Yeah. Drive under uh, the speed limit. Uh, help yeah. elderly people cross the road. Ch- check out near. <laughs> I, I like it. Yeah. So um, we'll be back next week. Um, stay tuned on the channel. I'll be doing an unboxing, some gameplay of Pokemon Snap. I'll try and fit in episode three of the Nino Kuni uh, Japanese stream, and maybe I'll do a little uh, Japanese study stream as well in the meantime. So thank you everybody for listening and or watching, and we'll see you again next week. Thank you.